3: Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: Homestead Radio is proudly sponsored by complete signs.co.uk. Complete Signs are a producer of top quality internal and external signs for an ever-expanding portfolio of clients, including hotels, schools, local authorities and small businesses across the nation. Offering a wide range of creative solutions from flat metal nameplates to neon fascia signs and everything in between. Clients are offered the highest standards in consultation and sales support to ensure complete customer satisfaction. With clients free to choose solutions from a wide variety of materials including brass, aluminium, stainless steel, wood and a number of plastics. Covering most of South England with virtual offices in Croydon, Epsom, Hawley, Worcester Park in Surrey, Crowthorne in Berkshire, Regent Street West London, Docklands East London and Crawley in Brighton in Sussex. So if you're looking for the complete professional service for your sign needs then look no further than Complete Signs. Head to their website complete signs.co.uk for further information including contact details and full office addresses live commentary
5: an easy finish really for Sergio Torres heading past him into an empty net it's
3: very disappointing for Crystal Palace and it's 2-0 Crawley it's horrific but it's, it's much much worse as being in the press area in the Crawley main stand <laughs> Happy to hear them chant who are you at the Palace fans? live interviews the deal that's done, are you, uh, that you you got a message about, is it, is it definitely done? Or...
0: <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I need to get a phone really and find out. Um, <laughs> Alright, no, we'll let you I go think, then. I think, it, I think it was the midfielder or the striker, I'm not sure, one of the two.
3: <laughs> Expert analysis. Peter Ramage has gone on a season-long loan to Barnsley. Uh, Dog. <laughs> 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 Cowbells. <laughs> that was utterly ridiculous. Whee! Oh dear. Oh, Alright, don't milk it.
1: You get rot on my teeth. Move God. along. <laughs> yeah, keep churning them
3: out. Well, most of the time anyway. Homesdale Radio. <laughs> Oops! Uh, sorry, i was uh, dancing in my chair again. I've got to stop doing that. Um, hello and welcome, a warm welcome to Homestead Radio. I am Chris Hambling, and I'm your host for today's show as we review Palace's week. With me tonight are two of Whole Radio's venerable statesmen, Mr. Mark Ross. Hello.
4: Hmm,
3: silence. And Master Jeremy Hollio.
5: Evening, hey Chris. Evening, oh. Jeff.
3: Wow! Wow! That was that was oh. impressive. Did you see oh. what happened? I said hi. Oh. To- Anyway, moving swiftly on, Tony Pulis took charge of the Eagles for the first time. The My squad fucking made mum don't even call Oh, no, no, not already. Apologies. Tony Pulis took charge of the Eagles for the first time as the squad made the trip to Carrow Road. A first-half strike from former Celtic and Scunthorpe striker Gary Hooper sent Palace home without a point for their efforts. We'll review that game in full in just a moment. We'll also look ahead to the games against West Ham and Cardiff as the scramble for points intensifies. Finally, we'll round up as much of your communication as we can. To contact the show today, you can send us a tweet to at H-O-L Radio. You can message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash HOLradio Email us on radio at homesdale.net or give us a call 0208 1234098. You can also visit the whole radio chat room, holradio.net forward slash chat, to talk with fellow listeners live around the topics of discussion. And don't forget, you can listen to Homesdale Radio Live on your smartphone or tablet device with the TuneIn Radio app. It's free to download and once installed, simply search for Homesdale Radio to locate the station. First up, here's a roundup of the main stories from the week in News in Brief.
4: Homesdale Radio is brought to you in association with CompleteSigns.co.uk for all your sign-based needs. To receive a genuine 10% discount, mention you are listening to Homesdale Radio and get in touch today. All the
3: latest news around Selhurst Park. This is News in
4: 3.
5: Clubs paid a record £96 million pounds in fees to agents in the past <laughs> year with Chelsea leading the way as they spent more than £13 million. <laughs> Crystal Palace were the only club to spend less than a million on fees paying a total of £869,000 to agents. Was that Crystal Palace? Okay, no, no, Was it Crystal Palace? I just a, <laughs> right. with a glass of gin. David
1: <laughs> Kemp and Jerry Francis were at Carrow Road yesterday to take, see Palace take on Norwich both worked with Pudis at Stoke Kemp as Pudis number two and Francis' coach is expected to join the club next week
3: can I um, thank both Mark and Jill for reading with such enthusiasm and professionalism Thank you. The club are showing the back of the Chelsea game at Sellers Park, as it happens on Saturday the 14th of December from 3pm, with the event being kindly sponsored by the Croggs Brewery. Doors will open at 1pm on the day, and the match can be viewed in the red and blue bar. The upper-tier concourse, and on the big screen in the stadium, tickets are £5 bought in advance and £10 on the day. He's in Brave. Get involved with the show, email radio at homestale.net or
5: call us on 0208 1234098. Homestale Radio, voices for Palace Watch, faces for Crime Watch.
3: Hello, welcome back an interesting start to the show. Um, yeah, so first up, we've got... Um, I'm going to give you a, a nice review of that Norwich game yesterday. I went up to Carrow Road myself, and, um, you know, as always, with our away trips, it was a good day out, but um, as has been the theme of this season, um, we've not really... Joe, um... can you stop rubbing your microphone against your crotch, please? um as, as, as we often do we've come home with no points but um, we'll get into the reasons for that first but let's hear from um, new boss Tony Pulis on uh, his thoughts after the game
0: well I think there's, you know, there's certain clubs in the premiership that we can't compete with um, and then there's others that we have to compete with and when you play those teams you, have to, you, know, you make sure you have to be on it and, and give a performance um, and we've done that today we've come away from home and we've done that and you know, I thought we played well at times, and you know, dictated the game for for long periods. So yeah, I know how tough it's going to be. I've spoken, you know, I've spoken to the, uh, the directors and, the, and, and the, the people at Palace for for a few weeks now on on the situation. And um, but you know, they they you know they understand. There are, you know, if if, if I'm going to do something, I want to stay there and build something and put something in place. You know, like I did at uh, you know, Stoke. And, um, you know what people don't realise is that one of the toughest jobs and the most important jobs is close season. because close season. You actually put in place what happens during the season, and unfortunately for, for myself and you know for the football club, um, I've not been here close season, and, that, and that's no disrespect to anybody because we all have different ideas and and different ways of doing things. Um, so we have to get on with that. Um, but the the you know, the effort and commitment. and Like I say, the quality at times was, I was very pleased with. This could be tough. This could be tough. You know, I know the odds and everything else and everything else. And, you know, we've uh, we've got a, you know, mountain to climb in in lots of respects. But, you know, it's not the first time I've been in this position.
3: Okay, well, um... Yeah, so Tony Pulis probably giving a, a fairly succinct view of what happened there, I'd say, but um, we're going to try and add a bit more detail to that now and see uh, where we agree and where we disagree with his assessment of the game. Um, sort of, well, pre-show, Joe had some strong opinions on that, but um, if I can ask you, Joe, first of all, what were your thoughts really on, on Tony Pulis' comments? I mean, particularly his, his reference to, um, well, he felt that, that we were we were unlucky or anything, um, and that we worked worked our socks off and and just didn't get that break. Do you you not agree? Well, we hit the bar. I mean, I don't
1: know. It's very, very frustrating. Um, Can I just turn around and say straight away? (laughs) I said I would give him every chance, and I will give him every chance. But from the outset, we looked better last week than we did this Mm. week. And... um, I don't know, I think it's gonna take well, time I suppose.
3: Yeah. Well we'll have a we'll have a chat about what the reasons for that might be. But um Mark, your your views on what Pulis has said, or do you go along with what he said that, that all the effort was there and it was just the lack of a break that was the difference?
5: Yeah, it's been the same for all the season, hasn't it? You know, we've we've you know worked hard and we've, you know, uh, come away with nothing at the end of the day. And that's sort of been the story of the season so far. It was interesting that comment he made about the preparation for the season. Uh, did you think that was a little dig at Holloway?
3: Uh, it did sound like it. And obviously know the, the two are friends. Yeah. But I, 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 think, I think it was possibly more that he's trying to emphasise it's not his, his squad of players. And maybe some mm. of the players he's got, he, you know, he would have probably... I mean, my gut feeling, and we'll get on to this, is that he would have looked at something like um, the left-back position, probably would have gone something different there if he had something different, and maybe not strengthened. I mean, we pointed, I think a lot of fans pointed out as well, that um, we did a lot of strengthening in the sort of wide attacking areas. I mean, we've got Punch and Kebe. Uh, Gail's been playing out there. Uh, we've got, um, obviously, Williams has been playing out there as well. Uh, Balassi was out suspended, but got quite a nice. lot of strength. Thomas as well, yep, good point. I mean, in those, in those positions, we seem relatively strong, but uh, whereas other areas were perhaps more um, more apparent, and I, I think that's probably what he's getting at. We don't probably have the depth of squad that he would have liked in the areas we would have liked, even though we have got a very big squad. But I, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, because I want to talk, I definitely want to talk later about um, his constant references since, he, since he's been in charge of the January tra- transfer window, and um, he talked about just getting some points, the points that we can get until that point. So does does say very much that he thinks the squad's not good enough um to win to win many points in this division i suppose that's what's been proven by results but basically let's get about the game it was one nil to norwich it was an, uh, a goal from gary hooper and a very very good goal it was too didn't really appreciate it from the uh stands at carrow road but um i've been seeing it back on the highlights it was an incredibly well worked goal and you've got to hold your hands up sometimes that does happen you know maybe a couple of chances to have uh Got an interception in, or you know, a bit more sensible defensive positioning from Dean Roxy um, in the run-up to it, because you know Redmond had the running of him all game in terms of pace. But that's the whole the whole point is, as a left back, you got to position yourself to to account for that. And First
1: was, time this season. Um,
3: I don't First know. Time I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I, mean, I know a lot of people have pointed to his positioning before. I can't recall a huge number of uh, situations where. He's done something like that, which was basically get really, really tight to a player who's got the legs on him. And that's that's a very dangerous game to play. Uh, he certainly got caught upfield under Holloway because he was asked to get up all the time. And that's not his fault. He's just playing that role. But I didn't think the fullbacks were asked to get us forward as much under in that in that game and I think they, um, Millen probably started that really in, in keeping the fullbacks back a little bit but I just thought it was just unwise. I think Redmond there's one thing he's got his pace you know he's he's plenty of ability and he's he'll give a lot of defenses at this level a really hard time but just thought it was foolish. Several times he got he got caught out just by the pace of Redmond and you know little triangles being played around him and it's it's a very dangerous game to play that's all I'll say. But there we go. Um so that that first half I think basically it's fair to say we started pretty poorly but um but I thought we got into the game as, as we went on. And um, again, come to that in a second. But first, I think first things first, we'll talk about that team selection, uh, if we may, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, Jason punchin came in for Bellassi. Um Mark, your thoughts on that? punchin was impressive, I suppose, against uh, in probably his first game against Sunderland. Um, but since then, a lot of question marks being asked. What's your thoughts? Yeah,
5: yesterday I sort of confirmed that he's not really good enough. He, there were little moments little spells where he you know he did his his game was, was wasn't was bad but but overall when you look at the big picture defensively going forward he doesn't seem to have any pace he won't he, he he sort of goes to beat a man then he stops turns passes the ball back he's no sort of forward endeavor and 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 he's he doesn't seem to be able to sort of um I d- he just seems to be in a bit of a rut i don't know whether he's just going through the motions he's not interested i'm not really sure what it is but i'm not impressed uh and
3: there you go sorry mark you um you cut out like really weirdly for a second there and it just sounded like you were going nun, 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 yeah. for a while it's quite exciting but um i got the gist no, i was just saying I was,
5: quite, I was quite excited for yeah no i was quite <laughs> excited when we first got him but uh, he he just hasn't lived up to the billing. I'm afraid. Yeah,
3: he's not good think,
5: enough quality. He's just not good enough. He's not Joe so quality.
3: Joe, <laughs> uh, similar views on uh, um I mean, you know, decent player in his day. Excellent for Southampton. But um, in his day, sh- yeah, on on his day, I said, didn't I? I meant on. No. His day. Anyway, you? in his
1: day, oh. on his day, I ain't saying anything to to see that he's still going to be with us. And you know, uh, when the January winter comes through. Um, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have one of the kids, I really would. He just don't seem like... Um, I don't know, I very, very rarely turn on players, but um, I saw him do something against Sunderland. I think he cut in from the yeah, right. Right. was one from about 25 yards that was it was five yards wide, apart from not seeing him do anything else. Um, um, and I'm amazed that he was brought straight in as a starter um, by Pulis. And that, that annoyed me, that did, because you know the team that we had in the last few weeks seemed to be comfortable around each other um it did seem to obviously it was set up as a um to defend but then hit on the attack i didn't think yeah. we were we were as as potent um in attack it definitely seemed that um, the, the 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 wing but you know they the weren't being used as wingbacks as such
3: correct yeah um, yeah
1: which which is always going to put us on the back foot
3: That's a couple of points but i'm actually mark made the point that um and did a few things and I, I thought it was really noticeable in the highlights so. A lot of our good work did have some sort of involvement from Jason Punch. which, but for me, I mean, obviously, it, especially when you get to sit there and you watch the ninety minutes. I say, sit there, stand there and watch the ninety minutes, and um, you just you you. It's it's what he contributes. Uh, do you know what? I tell you what. He doesn't contribute enough. But I tell you what really surprised me. Surprised me about him. I always thought of him as quite a pacey player, and he looks he looks a bit cumbersome in in a Palace shirt. He looks, you know, and I'm talking not just about you know, straight out and out pace, but it's in the in the movement and in how quickly his spots are passed and all that sort of stuff. It's it just seems a little off the pace. And I don't know if he's carrying an injury, I don't know if he's got, you know, personal issues in the palace shirt or, you know, he's not really fitting him in with the squad. I really don't know, but just seems to be playing playing well within himself. But and there we go. It was a change we were forced into with Balassi's um ridiculous red card not being rescinded, which is really really annoys the hell out
1: of me I, I, I don't understand how we were forced into that when we know i, I personally think jimmy kebby's a better player than him and if we're going to go winger for winger natural winger for winger mm. i don't i don't understand why he was done you know why, well, why that was the case
3: and then we give I, him 15 minutes and he gets coated because he does fuck all I don't, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't i don't get it well but, in uh in well sort of to play sort of play the devil's advocate or give the, the other side of that particular situation i guess with um with Kebe, I wouldn't first of all wouldn't say he's done a huge amount in the Palace shirt. Sure. Not that he's had a huge amount of opportunities either. But I would say, as a from a defensive point of view, um, he doesn't really offer an awful lot either. It um, doesn't give us sort of, any real protection to his to his fallbacks. It's not something he's known for. But I don't know. You've just got you've, again. Obviously, you've got to let people, you know, make those decisions themselves. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough one to call. But again, you has got to make that call. And I suppose in a way, you think if you're going to take. Uh, young young kai kaikai up there why not stick him on the bench and, you know give him a chance out wide i suppose it would have been would have been nice to see but um anyway we won't, won't dwell too much more on that but obviously has not really impre- impressed anyone as far as i can tell which is um which is a bit of a worry um so jerome comes in and plays alongside chmak um, let's get some some opinions on that. If you've got any opinions on that at, at home as well, do tweet us at Hol Radio or uh, email us radio at homestead um, and we'll uh, we'll sort of include those in a second as well. But we'll get get your opinion. Start with you, Joe. Um Two two up front in similar types of players, in Jerome and Tremac. What do you make of that? Um.
1: Well, obviously Jerome offers us a bit of pace. Um i'm I'm really frustrated now with shamak i've given him the benefit of the doubt we've had you know, he's had a lot of time but it doesn't look like he's going to score i mean that, that's that's the thing he actually doesn't look like he's going to score i don't i don't see him getting across the across defenders to to attack the ball i don't see him i don't see him being as strong or as as committed to to get to an end ball like a cross or anything like he does when the goalkeeper punts it down the field and he does He gets on the headers and he holds it up you know i i, I i'm very confused as, as to what he what he actually thinks his role is as a centre forward maybe all the the mickey taking that everyone seems to do including pundits on football programs it's not yeah. just the arsenal fans you know i've got a lot of mates at gooners and they just went Like they were literally laughing. They went, "He is crap." We were really excited because we got an Arsenal player. We were loaned an Arsenal player, and and everyone, you know, even me, I thought he's he's got to be just cross the ball. He's you know he is good in the air. He's going to score goals, but he,
3: I, I, I can't see what, I can't see what he gives us. He, um, interestingly, I thought he played a little bit deeper. He played a little bit in behind Jerome, which was quite a strange, strange one for me. So we're not
1: playing four four two, then, are we? We're no, no, we're not.
3: But then at the same time, yeah, you four four one one, yeah. But uh, I think you're right. But I suppose that might that might, that would have accounted for in one game where he was you know not playing as an out and out striker and not getting into those positions but we've seen it for a while now uh, i'll go back to the fact that i don't want to make him a scapegoat at all because because i don't think that's fair no, no i and don't I, I, was, I, 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 I don't you know i've
1: given yeah. but I, I always give players a chance right but the thing is seriously if if we if if he isn't going to if he isn't going to try and have a shot or at least have an attempt on goal then then honestly get what well, get one of the kids in who plays in the 18s, 19s, 12, however, however amount of teams we've got underneath the first team. Give them a chance because I'm sure that we have got an 18-year-old that 25 yards out is going to woof
3: it and I'd rather admit it into row X than actually not have a go. Well, that's, it's all, a, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Do you, know, do you know, it's a good point that you've been up. I, don't, I think we, unfortunately, we don't seem to be bringing through a, a striker who's, who's being prolific. I think our very prolific player in recent well, but we've got to take uh, youth games. games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kai Kai, who made the trip, for example, was was getting goals. And obviously, Carl De Silva is one who's uh, picked up a a couple of goals in um, some under-21 games, really. It's a a really tough one to to call because, like I said, Tremac Tremac has shown in in the early games for us that he's got something about him, you know, he's got some ability about him. But I don't think we quite know how... I don't know if we're the right team to bring it out in him. I really don't. I think if you're going to make him a focal point of a team, you've got to get a lot of support in and around him. And I don't think we can commit that many players forward. Although that does bring me on to a, another point I want to talk about in our approach to the game, which I think we'll move on to. I do want to pick up on a, a couple of things sent in to, um, to our Twitter account, that's at Hol Radio. Um, Lee Taylor, in fact, he commented on um, <clears throat> both the situations when we were talking, obviously, about Redmond. Moxie felt that uh, he gave Redmond far too much space, especially when you consider Redmond's performance last season against us at Birmingham, where well, he tore us apart and was, you know, quite largely responsible for the fact we lost that game four 0 But um, on this subject, talking about um, punt, actually talking about he was was um, matter they didn't show the number of times he gave the ball away and didn't try to get it back. And I guess that was the point we were making about Punchney is that he doesn't really, genuinely doesn't chase back. It's it's that kind of a thing. He sees himself as an attacking player where you know, the position we're in, we can't really um, can't really afford the luxury of somebody who doesn't chase back either. Um, <laughs> Daniel Stone says, a Moroccan about six foot two, shocking hairstyle. That's his opinion on <laughs> Um Andrew Mattson says, simple, useless. And uh, Rory, Rory CPFC says, um, Jermak and Jerome could be a deadly partnership if Pugh pl- plays them correctly, with Jermak playing on Jerome to use Jerome's pace. Now, um, that, that, leads us nicely on to talking about the approach of the game. Pilius uh, mentioned uh, in these post-match comments about us getting more crosses in uh, and one of the people, the personally wanted to use that was um, to, use, to do that, sorry was uh, was Barry Bannon. Now Mark, I'm going to bring you in on this discussion, I know you want to mention it um, Do you think that, that that's a good point from Rory, that, that Chumac and Jerome as a centre-forward partnership if you like, um, if we get enough crosses in, are, does, is that the way for us to play do you think we'll get results that way?
5: Well, uh, obviously, if you're going to employ Pulis, you're going to be ending up playing a more direct style of football. But what I thought was interesting yesterday was by playing two big target men, if you like, I know it's like sort of one behind the other, but generally speaking, it was two target men, that uh, we seem to get the ball, deliver the ball into the box more often and a lot quicker than we have been doing. And uh, Bannon had a a great game, but I have to say that defensively, as much as he runs around, he... um, is sort of the situation with him and Moxie was that that he wasn't giving Moxie enough cover. Moxie was getting quite a bit of stick on the boards and so forth mm. about you know being roasted by Redmond. Well, I think most fullbacks should get roasted by Redmond, to be honest. But he didn't get any help from Bannon That's a because thing, pres- yeah, okay, in your world, yeah, <laughs> Go on. it's just um, it's just that uh, uh, I don't think Bannon. Uh, I thought he had a great game uh, going forward but I don't think he really helped Moxie out defensively and I thought Moxie was, was exposed and, he, and it made Moxie uh, look like he had a poorer game than I think he really did yeah. and um, and I just think I, I mean I know Moxie doesn't have any pace but when Moxie, Moxie didn't have any cover from Bannon and I just think that, that although going forward he was good and he supplied some you know he played his energy level was superb and I He busts a gut and and he was probably our best player on the pitch, certainly going forward. Um, I just think that that defensively, he's not a wide man. He's not a winger. He should be playing Mm. in the centre of the park um I feel like sticking but, Johnny Williams on the wing and and at the end of the day um because he's not a winger he, he he's not a good um person for Moxie to have in playing right. in front of him that's my right. point on that anyway yeah no I
3: understand what you're saying obviously but I mean let, let's say in principle uh, Barry Bannon was the one who was chosen to do it and I, I would say he was chosen to do it because of the fact that you know, he's got very good delivery I think that's the one thing you've got you've got to say about him he's a He's got a fantastic. He's got both feet are great, but you can put a really good ball in the box from a wide position. Now it's it's interesting you point that out about Moxie. I think that's it's going to be a theme of the discussion today. But um, but but I mean, in terms of the the two strikers, I mean, yeah, I, I genuinely feel that if we're going to play that, I think that's a signal of how we're going to play under Tony Pulis. I really do. I, I did think you?
5: Yeah, I was just going to say. So I didn't interrupt. What I was going to say was that um. Under Holloway, it seemed like when when we had a free kick or a set piece, it was all played short or to the side or very simple. But it seemed like since Poulos has come in, even in the, the just the week that he's been there, that he's he he wants the ball delivered into the penalty box. Hence why he played two two big men, two target men. So instead of us fanning around with the ball you know on our own halfway line and wondering what to do and where to put it and trying to deliver some impossible ball perfect ball crossfield ball for 40 yards uh he's just saying bash it's you know hit it into the into the penalty box around the penalty spot and and get a deflection or get yeah. one of our lads to 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 knock it on and 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 go back to the Shamak thing um i think Shamak is good in the air but i just don't think anybody reads what he's doing i just don't think that we have the quality Players or experienced players to read what he's doing. People say, "Oh, he's he's rubbish and he's useless and all," but I don't, I don't, I don't, believe that. I just don't think that we play a game that that suits him and our players don't really read what what he's trying to do and what mm-hmm. he's trying to create. Like, and he he has got one of the most it was statistically he's one he's only second to Ben Tekken winning most aerial challenges. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true.
1: But Joe, mm-hmm. come on, you come in. On, you want to come in on that? Yeah. So we played one up front against Everton, and then he flicks it on. He wins a header and flicks it on. I, I don't get that. Why would you? Why would you flick a header onto their goalkeeper? This is what I was saying about 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 someone. I can't believe that we are we, playing. We've gone and spent however many millions, right, on a striker who now looks like he ain't going to get much goal time apart from or game time apart from fifteen minutes at the end. We used to have a fantastic, and I'm going to go on about this, right, because it, it worked <laughs> once and it will work again. I know it will work again. Because I've watched too much football. But we used to have right and bright. Now, brighty is quite tall, right? Good in the air. And righty was quite small and very fast. Now, shamak is quite tall and good in the air... And Gale is quite small and quite fast. And the other thing about about Gale as well, as if you watch anything that any of uh, the YouTube videos that we were pointing at by the Peterborough fans when we first got him, right, is he has got two feet and he puts his boot through the ball and he does score screamers. But the thing is, if you don't, if you, if he plays thirty yards away from Shamak, he cannot make that time. If he plays on his shoulder, if, he, if we're going to play hoofball, and we want flick-ons. We've, he's got to be close to him. Now, well, that's what I'm how, saying. He doesn't read the game. He doesn't no, read the, he no, doesn't read no, the no, game. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no. They're not playing them together. You can't... You can't you, if we're we going to have a, a geezer from Arsenal who's supposed to be the Nuts or after the Nuts, and then we've got a player who's promising, right, But why aren't we giving them a chance to play together? I don't even see how this is not... How someone at Palace hasn't sussed this out. I d- right, you know, um, there, there are people running the club that are yeah. t- experienced players and experienced in football, mm. and it's the most simple thing in the world. If we're wait, not going to play right. Gail, got, we've got to get rid of him. If right, there's, a, there's... No, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait
3: there's so it's much... It's a bit of an
5: overreaction. Yeah, there's well, so it's not, much.
3: is it? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> first of all, right, first of all, in true whole radio style, I ask a question about Jamac Tr- Tr- and Jerome, and you, ask, you answer different questions. But if we're, we're going to talk about Gale, is Joe, it is ludicrous to say get rid of him if we're not going to play him. Okay, listen, great. He, I know he's, it's not like he's a teenager. He's 23 or whatever. But, he, you know, this guy was in non-league football a year ago. Non-league football. Don't misunderstand
1: right? me. I think he is the absolute nuts. But I don't want a £6 million player who we ain't going to play. He'd yeah, be wasted.
3: He's killing his career. Keeping him would kill his career. Give him back, sell him back to the championship. Yeah, now listen. I, I again, I don't think that that's the right approach. I think It's an we, investment. I, it's not just that. Uh, again, people get, uh, in my view, people get caught up in this for the future, for now, all this sort of stuff. Basically, you know, he he was bought because he can score goals. And Joe, you're absolutely right. He's he's not getting the opportunities to do that. But at the same time, I think it's because you've got to have the squad around him to do it. Okay, we don't create much through the middle. Okay, and we don't, to be honest, we don't really create much out wide at the moment either. But by playing hopeful, but, it's but, the perfect combination wait, wait, for the wait, players. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe may right. May, well, it isn't an attacking sense. I agree with you, right? But the days of two, you no, know, two through the middle, a big man and a small man, they they're gone for us in the Premier League unless we've got a lot more quality than we've got at the moment because we need three three central midfielders to do the work of two fantastic top class central midfielders. Okay, when this is what people, it's a, to me, it's a balancing act, right? Our, currently, I, I do think our balance is all it's all focused on not conceding, right? So we're not conceding huge numbers of goals and we're trying to play on the break, right? If you suddenly change that and you go, you know what, I'm going to stick to... Even if we do, if we forget for the fact it's Gale for the moment, let's forget that. Let's talk tactically. If you're going to say Tremac and Jerome played together, which they did, Tremac played deeper, didn't he? So, And the reason for that is because we kind of needed to fill that space because we can't get all those players up front. Now, it's what do you do? I mean, my my point I wanted to talk about really, which got which got lost. Is I think when we're playing a team like Norwich, this is where I might agree with you Joel. This, like if we're playing a team like Norwich who yeah, they've they've been up there, you know, they they survived was it, a couple of seasons now, but they they nothing there's nothing there to terrify us. So I don't see why we couldn't have had a more of a go of them straight away. instead of giving given them a little bit too much respect and a little bit too much of the ball. That's the sort of team where maybe we can we could look at playing two up front. Now, in your idea of the big man and the small man and that sort of stuff, I I totally understand where it comes from. And if I can pick two, a different player alongside Gail, if you look at up at Hull, what happened when Gail linked with Jerome? That's exactly what you're talking about. That was a fant- We scored that goal because of how those two linked together. Gail got right up alongside him. Jerome knocked the ball back to him. Gail took a few touches and played a lovely little ball inside to him again. And a bit of ability from Jerome, Ball across the box, you know, Bannon tucks it in. Lovely. Not, they hadn't scored a goal like that properly for a while. And it, it, was, it was good football. It was good to watch. But there's, but that's because, you know, it's against Hull with the greatest of respect. How now, far apart that, were the players? Yeah, they were close, mate. They were close. That's the, that's the key, wasn't it? A rest more close. Yeah, but... But the football's played over ninety minutes, and, no, for Chris, 90, and for ninety minutes, if we start throwing people forward like that, I'm sorry, mate, but we're going to get we're going to get hammered. Okay, all right. So what we do then? We set up defensively,
1: right? So the chances are, if we set up defensively and only play defensively in the Premier League, mm-hmm. we are going to try and count. We're going to only be able to play on the counter. If yep. we don't score, which at the moment we're not doing much of, yep. the best result that we can ever hope for. Is a nil nil, a is, yeah. point, a nil nil. If we don't score, that's the best result. We are not gonna get many nil nils, which means we're gonna get beat every every other game or yeah, most Joe, games. Just, listen, mate, I, I agree. I, I so so, so what I'm, I'm yeah. saying is, I don't get how we need to make the emphasis. We have to do what other teams do when they first come up and try and win three two. No, yeah, two, one, could, four yes, three.
3: Yeah, but you can try. You can try and win a game, but you don't. You don't win. You don't necessarily win that game by doing what you're saying from the off. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I'm getting at? But we don't if, have if you, the players to. We no, don't we, have. no, But we have the players to be able to keep it tight for for 45 minutes to an hour and then have a go. And I think that's what we're doing. And I think that's what you'll see. We don't have the. We don't have the squad to go out for 90 minutes and just from the off and just go after everyone. People have this idea in their head that that's how you do it. And that's so you know, I can't. I, so that's not how everyone did it like <laughs> Southampton are a good case in point they went out and they bought quality that's what they did no, like, yeah, we, but what Southampton we don't have that quality no what Southampton
1: did when they went to when they've been to all the big grounds is as hmm. soon as the opposition have got the ball they're on them yeah. they're absolutely on them yeah, but what they're doing the best form of, the, the, the of, of defence is attack that's, no, that's no, what they're doing no it's do. no, no, over, it over simplistic it is no, if you've got not. the players to do it mate it how really is it? Yeah but yeah but so, so we haven't. if we have
3: so so what we might just <laughs> lay down and fucking die then mightn't we No can you can you just calm down on swear No we shouldn't no That's well, not so, what I'm so, saying So at we all.
1: need No I know what you're saying but what I'm saying what I'm saying to you is uh, 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 honestly we've got five wingers we've got five wingers here, um, and then and then what we do is we put Gale on the wing mm. Sorry but but we paid however many millions for a forward and then play him on the wing which yeah, is which is not stupid. a winger though, is it it's not no a, no it's not a winger but well he but was played
3: he was played as a winger he's played what, wide, but, was he yeah right but he doesn't stay wide does he, he drift but this is the problem he, well we I, don't I, want I, him to
1: drift we want him to drift from the third yeah, yeah. from the from the last third into their penalty area i just close the, closer, the some... closer he is to the penalty area the more chance
3: we've got of, 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 of having a shot yeah but sometimes mate you 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 I'm not the thing is it's really frustrating. I'm not disagreeing with you as such, no, right? no, I know What, I, it. what, what I'm saying, saying to... is what I'm not... saying is you are you, presenting this opinion and a lot of people are doing it where in this world you're solving one problem but you're not thinking about the problem you create by doing it, by changing changing what you change. And that Do you is you mean not when we have, we have a
1: corner and we don't have anyone upfield. We don't yeah. have one player upfield. So that when we kick the corner out, it comes straight back in. So I I yeah. just I, the, just that that the simplistic way I look at that is when I was ten years old, our yeah. manager used to have our best centre forward standing on the air on, on the centre centre circle, right, with two of their players or three of their players. Right. Yeah. if you have no one back, which we which seems to be the fad in football now, I, I honestly yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's, like, but, it's got so, too
3: complicated now. It's yeah, got no, too but, complicated. But this is probably because I think fans we're guilty of that as anyone analyzing stuff more than more than we ever used to. But yeah, I mean, like corners is a fantastic example of doing it. Right. So you think, well, if you've got no one up there and so obviously the ball's going to come straight back if you clear it. Right. But so let's stick someone up there. And then what happens? But what happens if you start conceding a load of goals from corners? Like people go, oh, we're rubbish at defending corners. You know, but it, do you know what I mean? It's that it's that balancing act. Like just again, I'm being I'm being massively simplistic myself. But like, if having that player back, okay, yes, it'll invite pressure, but we can less goals from corners if we do it isn 't that the right decision and that's, but that's it, what the but that 's what the manager has decision to that 's what he's there to make that decision for but The sensible
1: thing is if we had our center forward standing on the halfway line mm. who is generally the fastest player on the pitch apart from maybe one or two of the of the defenders they have to keep one or two of their great big six foot four inch center backs at the, at the back instead of us being getting caned at corners. <laughs> By, by great big centre-backs coming forward. If you, if you yeah, yeah, that yeah. That, if you, But, Joe, but, but
3: people but wouldn't do it. What, why not? The people simplistic... You take people them out of the game. It. People wouldn't do it if it wasn't effective. Do you know what I mean? You, you're telling me... For, Sir Alex Ferguson used to do it at Man United all the time, right? Everyone back for a corner. Right? So you're telling me that Sir Alex Ferguson has made a stupid mistake and he hasn't thought about it, like Joe Holly I'm,
1: I'm not saying that at
3: all. No, well, exactly. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying like you, you play that, you play the situation, don't you? Well, every and, like, You time. play the players you got. So no, you know,
1: Andy, like, Andy Cole was, was the, the ideal not, person. That's not that the defeated. argument.
3: It's not the debate we're having even. The debate we were having is about how we play our strikers. Right. And mm-hmm. I actually just asked, can Tremac and Jerome play together is what I actually asked. But like, um, it, it but well, the point, the point remains the same. The point remains the same, right? It's, it's We've got... These are the, exactly the problems that Tony Pulis has come in to try and over... You know, try and take. Try to sort out. It's like, how how do we do it? How do we become more of an attacking force and not compromise the fact that we're weak at the back and the fact that we're in the full-back areas we need protection and, you know, particularly a left-back, I think, is probably fair to say after the game yesterday. So... How do we do that? How, how, you know, what players in our squad are capable of fulfilling those roles? We've, all, we've had people already point out that punching doesn't chase back when he loses a ball. We've had we, looked,
1: we look weak at left-back. For the first time this season, we've looked weak at left-back. He has one... He, he has a, a game against the Geezer who terrorised us last year, and who is playing fantastic this year, for, not just against us, but against
3: everyone. And then all of a sudden, he's shit. He ain't shit. He's been quality. He's well, well, been well, our player that, of the year. Joe, yeah, well, I didn't even say that, did I? You just jumped on one thing I said that we look weak at left-back, and I did mean yesterday, yeah. So, so for one, so, so for one so game,
1: he, the listen, first 10 or
3: 11 games, I, he's looked I, I, weak. Wait, wait, wait. No, he's that's won. what. I, but I'm not saying any different. I'm saying yesterday he looked weak, and I was just about to say, as Mark pointed out, because Barry Bannon didn't give him a great deal of protection. Now, Pulis is working with a, a squad he's not worked with before, right? So Barry Bannon is playing wide wide right, he was playing, and he's, uh, sorry, wide, wide left, and he's Got her off a protection there for Dean Moxie, right? Hasn't really done it, but he's done, he's done the attacking job he's asked for. But as a result, with Dean Moxie's up against Nathan Redmond. Nathan Redmond has roasted him repeatedly during that game. Repeatedly. Italy. yeah, Absolutely. Right. Every, all the good things that they did come from that position and don't get me wrong, Wes Hula did a really good game for them as well and, and gave a lot of our players trouble they played all the way around Jed Nat, did all the good things that people do against us but you know what, we, we only conceded the one goal and which really we should have equalised I think that's fair Listen, we're going to have to move on from this and Mark's, Mark's going to have to get involved at some point last word on it Mark please and as brief as you can yeah well two things really it's all about resources and
5: at the end of the day Pulis has only got the squad that he's inherited to work with. So, however much Joe, you want to see X play here and Y play there and this formation and that formation, you just have to play to the strengths we've got, and that's what he's going to have to do for the next month. And then the other thing is, we are the we create uh, all the all the a lot of the goals this season have been created through our own errors. So if we can cut out errors in the first place then we're going to help uh the team you know the generally the the performances will improve and the results will improve but yesterday bannon and moxley got caught up redmond roasted him and it ended up in a goal and it was you know initially the problem was created by ourselves
3: it was, it was, and um, I suppose, but sort of to to sort of sum up, really, on the on the approach that we'd taken. I do genuinely believe, in spite of mine and Joe's ran at each other, I do genuinely believe that our approach was a little bit wrong against Norwich. I think we afforded them a bit too much respect, and and we could have taken a few more risks. And I thought after half time, we we did go that. To, to sort of coin the phrase that's leveled at Tony Pulis and his tactics, we did go more direct and I thought we were much more effective as well. Um, and we had a lot of the ball when we put them under a serious amount of pressure. So I suppose what, it, what, what does it tell us really? I suppose should, should we take that approach from the off, or Would we be more successful that way? And really who's at fault? Who's the one who's responsible for the, the for the fact we're not creating clear cut chances. And, and when we do create chances, they're not being put away. I think you, you look at Jerome, um, just failing to connect properly quite late on with a with a shot and it's just those little things you don't get many opportunities uh, against any team uh, at premier league level and i suppose what we're learning at the moment is that everyone else seems to be pretty good at taking their chances um and, and we're not so much if you go back to the um the shot count in that game we actually had three more shots than norwich during the course of that game both of us had three on target um you know, we go out and lose that game, but we had thirteen shots, but we're just not hitting the target enough. We're just not creat making the keepers work, and that's what we've really, really got to do um, as we go forward. And I think January will probably focus on, you know, I suppose depending on the condition of Glenn Murray, will probably focus on getting in someone of some, you know, Premier League quality who can start putting some chances away, you know, if they're out there, um, and as well as, as as having an influence, probably. If I could, probably again. We've got so many wide players, but I can see us going for a for a more out-and-out winger. Someone perhaps Poulos has worked with before. You know, Matt Effrington Perhaps we'll see how that goes. Um, worth worth noting again that we did surrender possess- the the majority of possession to Norwich in terms of we let them have the, a lot of the ball. So still playing that same way. Um, they had 60% to our well, 40%, but I think overall it was an even game. And I think. Um, uh, Paul on Holmesdale earlier on, quick game as he's also known, said, um, you know, last week we played against Hull, you know, two two well matched teams, we nicked to one nil. This week we played against Norwich, two well matched teams, they nicked to one nil. And I think that's probably a good way of, of, of summing it up, really. <clears throat> Excuse me. me. So, I mean, I suppose in the middle of all of that, we did talk about Barrett, Bannon and Moxie. Bannon's becoming a bit of a crowd favourite. Do um, you see why, Joe?
1: Yeah, he's a trier. That's what we like we have you know we want tries at palace
3: quality um, as well
1: he's got he's got quality on the ball as well yeah it's quality yeah of course he is i mean i'm I i'm just trying to get me head around while we have while we've bought similar players in you know I, I do believe that on his day you know um Bannon playing his best and williams playing his best they are they are you know almost the same player um and i think a little bit, a little bit wasted, you know, a little bit wasted. I, I just, I just wonder why, you know, no one wanted to come to our club, and then the players that we did get, you know, out of, out of all of them, he seems to be the one that's that's that, that's mucked in as such. Um, you know, I, I like him. I like, I just like a tryer. You know, like I said, another people have said, you know, whatever happens this season, as long as that fella puts that shirt on and place. Plays for the team and, and and makes an effort for the team and, and and tries to play for for the team in a team as a team. Then he'll he'll always have my my you know he'll always have my uh, support. Yeah, I like him. Um, I I've only seen him a few times, but uh, what he's done, I like him and I like a trier So yeah, yeah. he's alright.
0: Um,
3: okay. Um, and final final bit on on Bannon, Mark. Do you think where him and Williams can play together?
5: Um, it would be an interesting experiment. They are very similar, but um, I think if you played something like... Um, you'd probably have to sacrifice the wingers and play them out wide, and I'd play something like um, Jed and Akin O'Keefe in the centre. I wouldn't play KG. I don't think he's the, doing much for the side. And then, you know, how would you play Williams and Bannon? Would you play one as an attacking midfielder and one out wide? Neither of them are wingers they can't really defend particularly well. I don't really know how you'd fit a system around them. Uh they are but they're very good in the terms of they're very direct. men.
0: Mm.
3: I think Mark's just cut out there again. They'll probably suddenly return and talk it away, but um hmm interesting stuff. But um yeah, so I, I was picking up on a few of the, the tweets while um while Mark was talking about, Williams. I do agree with Mark. By the way, I do think we'd have to change the system to accommodate both Bannon and Williams. Having said that, I do think Williams is more than capable of playing the role that KG plays within the side. um do we really think about that, Joel? But I'll, um, I might ask you some other time. Uh, just to pick up, um, I, I, la, 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 la. Oh. I, I
1: think O'Keefe. I think O'Keefe is. A, is um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I just think we should play him. I, you know, I, I just, I would be really disturbed if in january o'Keefe isn 't in our twenty five I would be really disturbed uh, and, I've, and I, would, I would be gutted as well. i think um, if we were going to change I would change him i'd change uh, kg for him um, but i can 't i mean the only forward that i 've seen us link with you know going on about January is jordan Rhodes and you, you just said yourself we need a forward of, of, of Premier League quality um, Yeah. And he's completely untried. Yes. But, you know, I, was, I say it again, mate, you know, I really do. If we're going to start, if we are going to gamble in this transfer window, we need to be paying. You know, we've got people, anyone really can cross a ball. If yeah. they really try, anyone can cross a ball from anywhere, right? So I think we need to be paying someone between thirty and £50,000 a week. And then I think we're only going to get, for that kind of money, we're only going to get an average to good striker. You
3: know, um. it's it's a tough one, isn't it? That's that's the battle they got they got to play. Um, I could pick up on a, a couple of things. Billy Kemp said a couple of things. First of all, we he pointed out Redmond should have been our Zaha replacement. Uh, that's something that I really genuinely believe uh, that is the case. But I also believe, from what I understand, we did put a bid in for Redmond. It's just that Norwich I think bid more and were probably the more attractive posi- proposition for him. Which kind of sums up our problems in the transfer window, really. But he is a, he's an excellent young player. And, Would have been ideal, would have been absolutely ideal. Um, Matthew Barton was in support of Tremac, saying that he's got a touch of class, but he needs time, support and the ball to feet, but he suspects he'll get none of the above. Um, Excuse me. I won't say what Barry said, but um, it did amuse me. Um, And uh, where was it now? Uh, yeah, Billy Kemp again also said that uh, he believes Mark is incorrect, played Jedi holding and two more forward in Bannon and Johnny Esten. That's an interesting one, that. Um, because I think last season, I might have even, do you know what, it might have even been the season before. We were talking about, I think it was Dougie's tactics at the time of two holding midfielders and how we should stop doing it and just get one of them further forward. And again, it comes back to we can play the system that we play with the... You know, the, I suppose it's a loose 4-5-1 formation with the with the, two, the two wide sort of becoming forwards. We can play that if we play rather than the single midfielder ahead of Jed, Jednak and KG. You just push KG further forward. But I don't know. I don't really know if it's the actual answer, but uh, it's certainly an interesting point and one we'll probably come back to. But I think, you know, ultimately you get more, more punished for your mistakes at uh, a uh, premiership level. And um, Unfortunately, we're still making a few here and there. But having said that, it weren't really a mistake that did us against uh, against Norwich. Um, a couple more bits on Norwich game, and then we'll get into the uh, the previews of the games coming up. Uh, obviously, if you've got anything more to say, you can tweet us at Hol Radio. You can email us, radio at net, or probably message us on Facebook or something, facebook.com forward slash whole radio. Hmm. Uh But uh, last couple of bits... Um, we kind of discussed Tony Pulis talking about strengthening the squad and I think Joel's made a good case for what we should look at him doing there I personally think he'll definitely get another centre back in uh, and I do I do feel that it's just a shame that D-Moxy had the game he had yesterday not that he, he wasn't terrible and I know Joe got very angry with me for suggesting that he was a weakness but um, I do think playing that in your first game for a new manager um, and basically all of the attacks coming down your side for whatever reason I think it's probably going to probably look at that position um, but I want to talk about a little bit about the crowd, as um, that's kind of started, uh, particularly on the BBS today. That's there's been a bit of debate about sitting, standing, stewarding, and all that sort of stuff again. Uh, first of all, it was a good atmosphere, enjoyed it, um, but I was a little bit dismayed to see what's become of Norwich. I think they've been in the Premier League a little bit too long, and they're they used to be, they used to be hmm, interesting bell sound. They used to be one of those clubs that you'd visit and you know the home support would um would be loud, you know not. They're not an aggressive kind of fan base, but they're always they're always a fan base that sang, and um, really sad to see that that's not happening anymore. It just adds more more fuel to the fire that the the game's kind of being sterilised to a degree at a certain level. But uh, both I suppose both last week at Hull and, and and this week the stewarding I thought was was excellent. I've been told a lot of horror stories about Norwich stewards. Uh, I was right up the back of one of the blocks. Probably shouldn't have been there because my seat was about four rows from the front, but went up the back and. They were they were fantastic up there. They recognised straight away that everyone at the back was uh, was obviously going to be standing. They recognised straight away that there were going to be people in the aisles, which they're not allowed to have. So there's like a back step where there aren't any seats. For the first time in any game I've ever seen, they actually allowed fans to stand up that back just to get them out of the gangways. And then they actually had a couple of stewards in there with those fans and just having just chatting to them, having a conversation. And it just totally diffused any kind of potential problems that there could be. You know, everyone could see that a bit of common sense was being applied. And it just let people get on with supporting the supporting the team. So that's the positive. Uh, but I did notice that the debate once more about people sitting sit, uh, standing in their seats. And apparently this happened on the front row. Um, I don't want to give it too much airtime, but it is a point that people are talking about. So I think we should refer to it. Um, Seems a bit odd that you'd stand if you were in like in, in the front rows when people are sitting down. Um, views on that, Mark, please quickly.
5: It's <laughs> well, pretty inconsiderate, really. If you're in the front, you 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 know that there's going to be people behind you, so you know, just uh, I don't know, move.
3: Saw if you. At, if you want
5: to stand, move. Yeah.
3: I saw you. I, in I the game, a, mate. Yeah. You were, you were up the back. Were you supposed to be there? No. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I saw. Just yeah, you were in the same same location I was. Um, You surprised at how good the stewarding was. Um, Yeah, because
5: there was a bit of tension at the start, Mm. and the old Bill were there, and but they sort of kind of just, you know, they they, yeah, they were fairly relaxed about it all, and they weren't throwing people out, and uh, uh, there wasn't too much rouse, and it all kind of settled
3: down, and and um, wasn't a problem
5: yeah it's just i was just
3: really just sort of disappointed really to read that people are still having issues with that um excuse me hopefully um, most of the listeners probably know already but i was i was part of a ticketing forum at palace ages ago and it was one of the subjects that it doesn't really seem to be something that the club can do easily for me the easy answer again i I mentioned it before is is unreserved seating because then people will naturally will migrate to where they want to go and if you've not got this entitlement that I must sit here in this seat that was randomly allocated to me, then people you know, people don't end up in a position where they don't want to be. Uh, I, would, I would honestly say there's as many people up the back in games who, who would love to sit down, would like to sit at the front and be able to watch the players and be right up close. They've got this belief that they have to go precisely where they've been randomly allocated to go and it just seems insane to me completely insane i don't know why we don't deal with reality people stand at football matches it, i know it's not permitted i know it's against the rules you agree to when you buy a ticket but they stand they do everyone does it so why don't we accept reality and start policing reality gel got an opinion oh just, just go and sit down and watch the football <laughs> yeah I thought if, it, it if it's fact. if
1: well it's if it I, listen i i i don't stand up i've got bad knees but yeah. um but you know it's if you want to if you want to stand up stand up but you risk getting nicked i yeah, don't i ain't really got a view on it i listen i've done the terraces yeah. i've done my time standing up having bundles on the terraces but you know through surges and stuff like that I, I, and, and apart from obviously hillsborough where there was some where that terrible thing happened um i never really saw many people in I never heard about many people in the hundred years being killed by a crowd in a, in a surge or, you know, people ending up in comas and stuff like that. I just think it's all got a bit poncy football these days. Yeah, um, I agree. And the, with that. The, the, the people that run football, they're, they're very, very old, you know, that's the thing. You, you, you can't, let me go around your nan, she wants to give you tea when really you'd like a vodka and orange, <laughs> you know. Um, I like that's, it. But that's, you know, if you, if you want to stand, go to the back. No one stands at the front, you know. To to to, to be yeah. honest with you, if someone stood in front of me and I was sitting in the front, you know, front few rows, and someone stood out, I just, I just tell them to go, just go behind. just go and yeah. stand at the back. You know, it's That's, it's
3: inconsiderate. It was the really frustrating thing for me because I, I knew when I read that I was just thinking the first thing I thought someone's had their day ruined basically, and the first thing I thought was if someone had been if a steward had been able to. Uh, you know, it wouldn't have been against his job to do it. i been able to walk up to those lads and go, all right, guys, look, I know I know you want to stand up. It's pretty obvious because you're, you're doing it in the front. Up the back there, we're letting guys stand up the back on the back row there. There's a bit of space up there. Off you go. Off you go up there. You're not going to be bothering these people anymore. Off you go. They could have diffused that situation. But well, they could have. They could have said but, go up the back but, or, or sit down. Yeah. But they can 't but you know all they can do now at the moment is say sit down now we didn 't have i 'm not saying we didn 't have these problems at all because there were still some you know sporadic issues last season, but we 're talking about this more people are noticing it more because we 're talking about sold out games and and to be honest it 's because we 're talking about a lot of fans who simply haven 't been to away games for for some period of time there's a lot of fans who aren 't really aware of it. There's some you, informal etiquette. Are you referring to our plastics? I'm not. I would never say that word. <laughs> I'm just saying that for whatever reason, there's a lot of people who have um, who found the, the means to which to, by which to go to games this year. And, and good on them for coming along and supporting their team, all right? But um, obviously the, the, there's a degree of... Certainly people who travel away often and have been doing so for a number of years are used to things being a certain way and it's like anything when there's change there's always resistance and there's always no one likes change confusion. No one does, no one does. But you get used to it. And you know, if if we manage to stay in this division well it's something that we'll have to keep Mm -hmm. getting used to. But um if we don't, if we go back down, I dare say that the situation will probably resolve itself. Fuck it. I mean Hull was great because we didn't sell out and people could do what they wanted. But for me it needs a discussion with the clubs and the FA well the Premier League. needs a discussion to just say look it's crazy we're not really gaining anything by randomly allocating these seats to people let's just have unreserved seating at games that way we can actually police what happens rather than what should be happening but isn't and that is my theory on it so we'll see how that goes um got a few more tweets coming in i might um <laughs> stuart, Ke- stuart kelly has said uh, they threw some lads in front of us out for no apparent reason with five minutes to go i'm not really sure why ben Mentrum has then said they were dressed as Oh, apparently the stewards were dressed like kinder eggs thanks for that ben. but i didn't see anyone uh, get ejected but um that's a shame again i suppose you kind of up with the type of stewards you get as well the guys the guys that were up back with us were were fantastic and up for a laugh and a chat so i honestly think that's the way forward in in just treat people like human beings and they tend to behave like human beings treat them like um idiots and they'll tend to behave like idiots just just uh just my thought on it um so really i think what my question to 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 you Joe I suppose is what what should we learn from that game as we go into the West Ham game what what should we take into West Ham and do differently in your view attack attack
1: yeah attack well, attack attack <laughs> like it well, well yeah. it, 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 listen if it, oh, i've said it before and if we don't score goals best the best result we can we can ever hope for is a 0-0 yeah. and i'm telling you now we will not stay in this divi- in this division if we get if we get 0-0s no matter how many nil-nils we get. If we get, if we draw nil-nil every single game to the end of the season,
3: we, we won't have enough points. No, that's, it, I mean, I think that's an, that's an obvious statement. but No, no, it is
1: an obvious statement, but what I'm saying is, it's, it is got, we've got to score goals. And, uh, and, and again, I, I would rather be remembered for the team that went down getting beat, but, you know, actually like Newcastle did. You know, all them years ago, they were getting beat 4-3 and 5-4 or they were smashing people 5-0. Because sooner or later, you know, some, some, other, team, some other team's going to have a nightmare. They're going to have an off day. I, I, I'm hoping just once that we hammer somebody, it'll probably be at home and it'll probably be on the back of either a hammering that we've taken or we'll be on a little bit of a run. So I'm hoping, it's, you know, we're getting a bit of a run. It's the only time I can really see us nicking points now are against the, the, the supposedly weaker teams yeah. um, at, at home. Well,
3: yeah, and again, like like you say, this this is this is that home game. This is what we've got to do. We've got to get these points. I think, certainly against West Ham, it, it's a hard one to call. But, I mean, obviously, they just beat Fulham 3-0, which led to the sacking of Martin Yeo. And Rene Moldenstein's taken over. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But, um, yeah, so... Um, I'm it, I think <laughs> Martin Sorry. we might old yeah, Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, obviously that's a good result for them. McCartan Cole has managed to score. Joe Cole got a goal as well, I think. But, I mean, you know, there's no doubt in West Ham have got a bit of quality there. And you look at some of the, the results they've got. I mean, interesting that they lost um, their equivalent game against Norwich 3-1. Uh, and very recent, obviously, in the game previous to the film game, they lost 3-0 to Chelsea, which I suppose is can be expected but so uh, they also got a 3-0 away win to Sp- against Spurs in there as well so there's definitely some quality there and if you you know if, if you don't have a good day against them they will beat you but um I think there's every reason to be optimistic. Mark what's your thoughts going into the game against West Ham?
5: Well it's a it's a definite obviously must win game but uh, I would like to see um uh you know t- tactically um two up front and I'd like to see Bannon moved into the middle. I don't know if we have any winning wingers, genuine wingers who will be fit for Tuesday. Um, you know, I think we'll be all right defensively against West Ham and um, I think, you know, like Dale says, we really need to go for it and, and attack from the off and, uh, um, you know, we just need a bit of luck as well, you know, and uh, I think we haven't had a lot of that this season. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's it'd be interesting to see how Pulis sets up at home because obviously we've seen what he's done away from home.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um and we need to get mm-hmm. more more balls into the box and we need um to obviously shoot more as we all know <laughs>
3: yeah yeah absolutely
5: <laughs> I it's,
3: it's, it's, no, it State, that is stating the obvious but i know it, no but it literally is that basic at the moment it's just there's not we're not doing a huge amount wrong i don't think but with the squad that we've got we can't make any changes to it at the moment it, it is what it is right now so we've got to find the the way uh, the sort sit, of the wrong way we, of, yeah,
5: we've yeah we've conceded one goal in three games um, so, you know, if we can keep it tight at the back, which I believe we can against West Ham, then, you know, it's just a, mm. not just the case, but it's about putting a ball in the net. So, uh, I think there's obviously a, a lack of confidence up front and, um, you know, uh, there's not a lot of time between, you know, Saturday's game and Tuesday to, to change all that, but, you know, a ball going in off someone's backside or something and, and, um, you know, we could be rolling, but,
3: yeah. You know, okay. So, um, Okay, uh, Joe, personnel-wise, would you make any changes?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I'd have Kebby on for the start. I yeah. really would. Give um, for punching. Oh, just goes without saying. <laughs> I just, I, would, I, I honestly, if it was me, football's full of shocks. It wouldn't be a shock if, if, if he was just told, you know, someone ring him up or text him and just... So have a couple of weeks off or something. I'll just go training with the kids and see how enthusiastic they are and, and see how they pass to their teammates and that they run about for their teammates because he doesn't do anything for... I can't see what he adds to our team. I'd, I'd tell him straight up um, and I'd tell Shemek as well as soon as he gets within 25 yards of the goal just to shoot. Not worried if it's a corner flag. One in 20 is going to go in the top corner. Yeah, I just exactly. want him to. I just want him to have five shots a game. Just tell him to shoot. He's a professional footballer, for God's sake. He knows where the goal is. Just whack it. Get it to, you know, give himself yeah. a yard and whack it. Rather him whack it and whack it into a defender or into the goalkeeper, or whatever. just have an, have an effort. Mate, yeah, you know, not not make an effort because he does make the effort. But yeah, what I'm saying is it. he needs he needs as a forward he needs end products and he and he hasn't shown he's not shown that at all this year. And we can't if we if he isn't gonna. If he can't do it, if he's got something mentally wrong, or, or, you know, if there's something wrong, we, just, you know, it, oof him out and get and get someone in get a kid in yeah. or something who, who no. really wants to terrorise and run out and shoot and just, you know, just act like a like a centre forward.
3: Yeah, nail on the end, but if man, you man. look at if you look,
5: if you look at Hull today, two of their goals were deflections. So you know, if you have a pop, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly, who it's going to hit on the way, exactly. even if it's exactly. going wide from from the moment you kick it. It's gonna hit somebody's heel, sit some, on the shoulder, come off somebody's head, so forth, and uh, and it could result in a goal. So. Yeah,
3: no, agreed. As, as I was saying before, Mark rudely interrupted me, Joe. I think you got the, the, the nail on the head about Tremac. Definitely, I mean, it's no, it's no lack of effort at all. It's um, just a lack of belief. And when when I see him play little um, little flicks when the ball goes into his feet when he's on the edge of the area, instead of playing a little flick, just getting his foot on and having a go, He'll put that's, his foot for it.
1: Yeah. So, a, did, did, you, did you not notice that's what Kebby done? He came on, and within a yeah. minute, it, that ball come to him, he swivelled yeah. and, and smashed it. It was only a RBR wide, but, but hey, yeah. you know, it's an effort. It's, you know, I he's had played. a go.
3: I think we all would love to see Chimac succeed. Oh, we, we would love without to, a doubt. See, it him, see him get his tail get some confidence, play with a smile on his face. We'd love it, wouldn't we? He'd love it because he'd suddenly be part of a team again, and he'd be scoring. You know, I mean, it'd be great. It's just, It's so... You know, it's the margins in football are so small, and I, and I absolutely agree. He's got to, he's got to start shooting. Just get in positions where he can hit that ball. Can, uh, can I tell
1: you, you was there, Chris? Right?
3: Yeah. You know, you know
1: the enthusiasm that everyone was showing. I, I don't want to go because I, I don't like going backwards and going on about oh, Holloway did this and and, and did that. But mm. but did they did they seem to have the enthusiasm and the and the buzz that they had in the last few three or four weeks yesterday? Because obviously I, I wasn't here. Mm. I watched it. it I yep. watched it, but it, it you you never get that you know you, you can know. More, you can people watch, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: yeah, and you can you see more of the pitch, don't you? Because you can look around the old pitch when you're there, rather yeah. than just look at what the cameras saying. How, and you can did, they, you. how did they look, the players? Well, I'll know. be honest, I, they we looked absolutely as we did under Millen. I felt for uh, for for the second half entirely. Uh, for the first half, when we were when we were in our poor spell, which was where I think we let the ball, let Norwich have the ball, and just let them come at us. I felt that we still had that togetherness and we still had that spirit that was so evident up at Hull and so evident again. The only time I was a little worried was when when we conceded. Um, That's not to say we did because we went straight up the other end and nearly scored. We were very unlucky not to with uh, Olsen getting back and heading it back up onto the bar to clear it out from Bannon's shot. That was extremely unlucky. We'd scored then. I think we'd have gone on and won that game. I genuinely do. But... um, what i would say is once that was headed off the line i do i felt we were just a little bit disjointed and it was just the little things where you see it with us where where the confidence goes a little bit people start playing simple passes behind behind people you know so you lose the the impetus the attacking impetus you know a ball would go forward sort of a diagonal ball someone would get it out on the wing and then then look they'd sort of shape they go oh i'm gonna take that play oh you know what i'm not gonna take him on because what if i lose the ball um, and it's interesting because ne- it's never going to be a situation like what if I lose the ball? The crowd are going to get my back because the crowd don't do that. But I just I just think there's this mentality, create- under the surface, and it comes from losing so many games. It's the it's the fear factor that what if I'm the one who makes the mistake and the team the team go another goal down? Do, what if do I, you not? You know what I mean? Do you not
1: fear that when you're a youngster, you actually don't have that fear factor? That's exactly it, man. You don't, I, and that, and, that, and that's what makes me think that you know really. Do you know what? What I really hope for, I, I I so hope we stay up. It would just be the biggest thing in our club for, well, it would be the biggest thing in our club ever if we could stay in this league this year because we've been up, we've just gone up and gone down every time. But I, I honestly think that if it if if things continue in the vein that they do, sooner or later we've maybe eight, nine, ten games to go if we have if it's if we're consistent with the first. Further the season, uh, sorry, first quarter of the season, mm. and the chances are it could all be over with you know five to ten games to go. I I would hope that he does get the kids out. Probably yeah. get the kids out, and when I mean get the kids out, I mean get four or five the kids out because if we're going to get you know if we're going to go down i would rather us go down with some of our kids having having mm-hmm. had a little bit of experience maybe even getting thumped to other in front of 30 40 50,000 and mm-hmm. and then go do you know what i fancy a bit more of that i fancy a bit more of that and it'll make you more angry next year because you know and if it if again i hate even being so negative but if we if we are going to go down then this i think there's huge changes you know we'll we'll see Again, an, an exodus from the team, but it, I think it will be the exodus of, of players we expect, um, and, and also players that that we that haven't put a shift in. And at the moment, there are one or two. But I ain't gonna, you know, it's, it's it's
5: obvious, it's blatantly obvious.
3: Yeah, I think, I think that's fair.
5: Um, uh, I thought the yeah, effort was pretty good yesterday. I thought everyone pretty much worked really hard. I yeah, know, I thought cam- punch and road.
1: Punching was mustard.
5: <laughs> I said pretty um, much but uh, <laughs> I thought I thought, um, uh, I thought the effort uh, you couldn't lack the effort it was just no, 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 the I'll SCM product the SCM okay. product and it has been all season
3: okay yeah, I think we've covered that so that's good um, right so I mean, generally speaking what do you think we'll do against West Ham uh, Mark very quickly perform uh, not, not necessarily about performance just the, res, the result what do you think we're going to get I think, we'll, I think we'll draw yeah okay uh, Joe what are you thinking
1: L- win 2 nil, lose 2 nil. that's what it'll be
3: yeah okay yeah Um. I was going to go draw, but do you know what? I think I just think we'll do it. I just think Pulis' Pulis's first home game. I think it'd be interesting to see how the crowd respond to that. Um, certainly, give him best reception I can. Obviously, I wasn't massively behind his uh, appointment, but he said a lot of good things in the press, and he's obviously his involvement of getting you know a promising youngster along with the squad early on. Um, those sort of things are I've, I've found to be really encouraging. So I, I think I think the team will respond uh, to a disappointment against Norwich. I think we're going to run out probably two 0 winners. I think.
1: You love a 2 nil don't
3: you? Oh, I really do, mate, yeah. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after that, um, and, and before our next show, we do also have a home game against Cardiff. Now, Cardiff obviously lost 3-0 to Arsenal yesterday. Uh, very, very strong Arsenal performance. Well, uh, it was some very good goals, and they sort of killed them off late on, really. Um, but Cardiff gave a good account of themselves in that game, from what I understand. Um, but they have struggled a little bit of late with, with some form. They, they beat... Um, Swansea and the, the Welsh Derby, and that's probably the bright point in recent times. And they're very much in that relegation battle with ourselves, um, with Sunderland and Fulham, and probably Villa as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, but people have talked b- probably before that result yesterday, and w- before Hull beating um, Liverpool today, people are saying that Cardiff were the team that had adjusted best to that Premier League. And um, how can I put this? Uh, they obviously went up as winners of the division so you would expect them to have probably the strongest squad that came up from the championship they've gone out and they've bought quite well uh, spending a bit of money on you know a handful of players and they've not they've not taken our approach and bought a lot of people in but they've bought mm. some quality spent a lot of money on Corker for example mm. but um, but Hull are the ones leading the way so I mean, first of all, what are your thoughts, Joe, about Cardiff as a, as a team? Are they a team that we should worry about? are they, are they really, like, I would say the, the game against Hull was like, almost like a championship game. Uh, are we going to get the same against Cardiff or we we got to be a bit better than that?
1: Uh, well, I think if, they, if the, uh, who's the Asian fella in the middle for the Sheep Warriors? The, um... Is he Korean or, or Chinese guy? I don't want to be accused of xenophobia, like I am so well, often. Where well, you started? But who is he? Well, who is he? What, who who Kit, is he? You, you, Kim you know, or something in it? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, there's loads of them. <laughs> but listen, um, <laughs> if he plays well, they play well. All right. Mm. So well, we need to smash him first of all. Get O'Keefe in there. Beat him right up in the first two minutes, and then um, and then I think well, I think we do okay. We always seem to do. pretty It's always pretty tight. You know, I mean, they have spent a bit of dough, but then they've always spent loads of money, and and, and you know, um, but it'd be a tight game. I can't see them. I can't see smashing us. I can't see us smashing them. So, okay. Um,
3: um, so, we on then, result prediction. What do you think?
1: I'm going. Uh,
3: I'm, I'm going to go one. One.
1: I think my first time for a long time. One nil win. Ah, us.
2: Yeah.
1: Like it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it will be 82nd minute and, mm. and young, the young Dwight will will get our goal.
3: All right, good stuff. I already hope that uh, turns out to be the case. Um, Mark, if I could just come to you, uh, sort of quick assessment of our chances in Cardiff and then what do you think the result will be? Um, it's kind of a bit like which sort of Cardiff will turn
5: up on a day. I think uh, ultimately um, the result will depend on Tuesday night's outcome. I think if we can win on Tuesday night, then we can bring that momentum in on Saturday, and I think we'll probably win back-to-back games for the first time this season. If we have a really poor game on Tuesday, I, I I don't think we'll do very well on Saturday. So I think it's about putting a run of results together, scoring some goals, and getting some confidence back in the team. So I think uh, Saturday will depend on Tuesday night, really.
3: <clears throat> oh so it's a good point, very good point. I think I'm um, assuming my prediction of us beating. Uh, West Ham two is correct. I, I think we'll probably nick a two one against Cardiff. I, I think similar. I mean, uh, it's a big a five ass. pound
1: win double. We'll pay yeah. beer for the rest of the
3: season. Sport. I'll do that. I, I, I would do that this week. I'll put that on. I'll <laughs> okay. put it on. I'll put it on those results as well. I'll do. I'll do five pound on two nil and two one. So um, I promise I'll do that. Um, You'll so pay for every <laughs> <keep, that'll keep laughs> everyone. in beer <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of, the <laughs> week. of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> yeah me for a week yeah exactly um, no um, just to pick up on a couple of emails um, Brad Campagnac emailed in saying that um, he was at Norwich yesterday and came around with nothing uh, he also agrees we need to shoot more um, and as for stating the obvious we won't get goals um, and he also said about making the most of our free kicks around the area which um, again Joe made the point earlier we're, I think we're putting the ball into the box a bit more it might have been Mark actually but we're certainly getting the ball back in, into the area more from free kicks being a little bit more direct and it um, yeah, just finishes off with that uh, Palace is never dull uh, but he still believes that some things can change. Um, so thanks for that, Brad. Uh, and to sort of round off what we've been talking about, really, Colin Fernley says this um, it was a good shift against Norwich, but a lot of huffing and puffing and no end result. Uh, this was classified as a fixture we might get something out of, but did not. So it's on to West Ham and Cardiff, and if it turns out to be the case of huff and puff with no points, then the rea- reality is we're in real trouble. Uh, purist will then know he needs a lot of changes in personnel, the results. The reality is, as much as we do not like it, it's going to be very difficult to get out of the bottom three. I Apologise for being a bit negative uh, after such a good performance, but the re- in the, but you know it is the reality of the situation. So uh, yeah, good good email from Colin there, and I think we pretty much summed up those sentiments. That um, and it is true. That this is a very important month for us. The, um, the sort of November December time, in fact, those two months will be very very important for for Palace. Um, and as Tony Pulis has said you know, the points we get now sort of dictate, you know, just how big a task it's going to be after he gets the chance to reorganise in January. So there we go. Um, Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the rather feisty show that we put on for you today. Um, But um, I guess that's going to be it for us. I do do want to make a quick mention of of something that we're doing. We're um, getting involved in something that's called Football Fancast. Footballfancast.com they are. Uh, We are going to be the representatives of uh for for palace for them and they're doing like live match shows essentially is is what they're going to be doing so um i can't really under explain exactly what we'll be doing for them Uh, but just the first game it will be covering is tuesday if you go to footballfancast.com hopefully there'll be a preview on there from one of us which one of us will write shortly and um yeah, and you'll be able to follow the game live with various different match updates and some degree of commentary from ourselves. And um, We'll also be asking opinions and stuff like that. and It'll all come via our Twitter feed, but you can read what we write on there. So that should be pretty exciting. Um, as we go forward, that will hopefully ex- sort of extend to various other little bits and pieces. So keep an eye on footballfancast.com <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, so uh, there we must leave it. Thanks to all of you who have listened in live and uh, those of you listening on the podcast. Thank you very much and Really do appreciate everyone who's contributed to the show today by getting in contact. You can always get in touch with us when we're off air with an email to radio at homestyle.net and it may help shape next week's show. Hmm. Anyway, so we should be back live Sunday at 8pm. Until then, goodbye. I mean, yeah, so Mark, what, what was the most significant thing
5: to, to you that changed that second off? Um, you know, uh, he wanted more. Ba, a ba da, a ca, da, ba a, a, da, ba, da, ca, da, ba, Day, uh, um, you know. Uh, even uh, when we went in at half time, I thought that uh, a point. Although we got a point in the end, I thought at half time a point would be uh, would be good. Would be good.
4: Homesdale Radio is brought to you in association with completesigns.co.uk for all your sign based needs. To receive a genuine ten percent discount, mention you are listening to Homesdale Radio and get in touch today.